Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome back to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Jelliff Russell, and this is episode number 54. Today, we're going to focus on perseverance, since I feel like it's kind of the true key to really going after our goals. But first, let's jump into my personal update. So I am feeling a bit re-energized and ready to knock out some projects after coming back from a vacation in South Carolina. I did get to see my family, which was great, including my nephews and nieces, so that was, was really nice. They range between like 15 and 20 years old in age, so it was really fun to hang out with them and like play board games and hear about like what their current life goals are, so pretty cool stuff. It was also really strange to travel by plane for the first time in over a year. Um, I don't mind like wearing a mask, so that was fine because you have to wear one throughout the airport. Um, and actually, in all honesty, I have kind of grown to really appreciate wearing a mask, especially when people like sneeze or cough at me or around me without covering their like noses or mouths. So it was kind of nice that people were wearing masks and so was I. Um, but with the travel, it was it was just interesting, honestly, to kind of be around a bunch of people again. And hopefully with this Delta variant, we don't have to go back into another lockdown, but I guess we'll see. So things are going really well on the farm. And though we did end up canceling our local farmer's market um, that we run right here in town, mostly we canceled it due to rain, but also we just didn't have that many vendors. And now that the bigger farmer's markets are back open and, and going again, it makes total sense that, you know, folks would want to go and have a booth there since they get a lot more customers there. So soon we'll be putting out our little farm stand again and sell like lettuce, tomatoes, broccoli, kale, cauliflower, that kind of thing. We were also selected by the NRCS or National Resources Conservation Service to receive a high tunnel greenhouse through a grant that they offer. So super excited about that. We will pay for it up front and then get reimbursed with the grant um, afterwards. And that will actually allow us to extend our growing season and kind of better control like irrigation and things like that, um, maybe bugs, so that we don't have to like deal with things like splits and tomatoes or or, you know, uh, an entire crop of something getting eaten by bugs. Yay, farming. On the writing front, I am so excited to announce that my steamy billionaire romance, Blissful Awakenings, will be out August 5th, which is actually next Thursday if you're listening to this in real time. So if you like romance, you can buy my book at any ebook retailer on August 5th, or you can even request your library to order a physical or digital copy. I also have pre-orders available for the ebooks at all major retailers. So if you'd like to, you know, make sure that you don't forget to pick up your copy, you can pre-order it today. And, you know, if you would like to get a little taste of, you know, what Blissful Awakenings will actually be like, you can stick around after the entire show to hear a brief excerpt from the book. And if you'd rather just hear the book's blurb, here you go. Blissful Awakenings. Courtney never dreamed she'd win the Pleasure Temple contest or that she'd fall for its billionaire owner, Beau Ryans. Unlucky in love and life, Courtney does something completely out of character. She enters to win a naughty prize. As fortune would have it, she wins and lands a three-month stay at the Las Vegas luxury resort Pleasure Temple, where she can sample any sensual experience that tickles her fancy. Despite her best intentions to avoid the more intimate offerings, Courtney finds herself bound every night in the seductive arms of Rafe, a masked master seducer. Somehow, Rafe manages to awaken parts of her she never knew existed. 
And as if these sensual experiences weren't enough to upend Courtney's life, it turns out billionaire Bo Ryans has set his sights on Courtney. Torn between her blissful awakening under Rafe's hand and the promise of a stable relationship with an amazing man, will Courtney bet it all on pleasure or love? So if that sounds intriguing, folks, stick around for the sample chapter after the show. All right, let's jump into our discussion on perseverance. Hello, listeners. So I think that we've probably all heard the proverb, try, try again. You've probably even said it to others or, you know, mumbled it to yourself after falling down for the 18th time while learning to cross-country ski. No? Just me? Well, you, you get my drift. My point is, trying and trying and trying again takes a lot of perseverance, especially when your initial efforts at your goal feel like a failure. I actually really like this definition of perseverance. Persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. So I like it because rather than saying that the person failed in their efforts, it instead states that their success was delayed or difficult. I feel like that is just a much better way to view one's efforts when in the middle of trying to achieve a goal. What feels like failure at the time might actually only be a delay of success, but only if you have the perseverance to keep trying. If you stop trying to achieve your goal, it's almost guaranteed that you won't achieve it. But here's the thing, and this is something that we have talked about on this show before, so forgive me for the repetition, but I do feel like it's a really important point. And that point is, perseverance and trying again don't mean you keep taking the exact same action each time you go after your goal. If you try going after your goal and you aren't successful in the initial push, then yeah, you might try that same method again. However, if you aren't successful in that second or maybe even third attempt using the same method, it would be wise to alter your method of approach for that goal in your next attempt. For example, I have three books out in my urban fantasy series, a few middle grade books out, and a few nonfiction books out, and they're all under different pen names, which is fun. But I have never had a super successful book launch in which I sell hundreds of books at one time. With my first book, Coffee House Mafia, I had no idea what I was doing, and it completely flopped. So what did I do? The worst possible thing, which was to just write another book and then release it in the exact same failing way that I wrote and released the first one. And guess what happened? Yep, mostly crickets again. But rather than quitting, I pivoted. I backed off of publishing for several years, and I just wrote books for a time. Then in 2018, I started listening a lot more heavily to things like indie author podcasts. I joined some author organizations and some Facebook groups so that I could really learn a better method of writing and launching. I applied what I learned to my second and third book in the urban fantasy series, and while it helped, I had kind of shot myself in the foot by having such a huge gap of time between books one and two. Here's where perseverance kicks in, right? I really want to make a living as an author. Like, that's my overall goal. Rather than giving up on that goal when I had several books out that just weren't selling, I shifted my focus, which is why I'm now trying my hand at contemporary romance. Writing Blissful Awakenings was not only like super fun to write, honestly, um, it will also allow me to pivot to a new genre and launch an entirely new trilogy while following all the best publishing and marketing practices that I've been learning about. The jury's still out on whether or not my launch of Blissful Awakenings will be a success, but I am persevering at this dream of making a living as an independent author. Unfortunately, persistence can be difficult and sometimes lonely. You might have days where you don't think it's worth going after that goal anymore. 
or maybe where your inner circle of friends try to maybe discourage you from continuing to pursue that goal because they just don't understand. In these trying times, it's good to surround yourself with a supportive community of people who understand your goals. This support network could be, you know, in person or online. Most of mine are all online, and I find a ton of support in Facebook groups or forums where people like me are trying to achieve something similar. Some days you might need support from these groups, and sometimes you might be the person providing a listening ear, advice, or support to someone else. But you are much more likely to persist in your endeavor if you feel like you have support, even if it's from people that you've never met in real life. So whatever your goal is, listeners, I hope that you keep persevering to achieve it. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's solo show. Join me next week when I interview editor Charlie B. Rose about her journey to becoming an independent author and editor. Until then, go find out. And stick around for an excerpt from my upcoming steamy billionaire romance, Blissful Awakenings. Courtney watched Daniel playing his computer game with his friends online. She considered trying to pry him away from it and into the bedroom, but honestly, even drunk after a night out with their friends, she was in no mood to deal with him. She was, however, feeling a bit rebellious. Which was why, tucked into bed a few minutes later, she pulled up the Pleasure Temple website and entered herself into the contest. It was a small thing, but it felt weirdly freeing to hit the submit button. Maybe tomorrow she'd take another step and start making concrete plans to leave Daniel. After all, wouldn't it be better to be alone than to be with someone who made her so miserable all the time? With her cat curled up on the pillow behind her head, Courtney fell asleep, wondering what it would actually be like to live in Pleasure Temple. Courtney, is there a reason that my coffee is cold again? Michelle asked, her one eyebrow raised in that way that made Courtney wonder if she'd specifically practiced it in front of a mirror to get it right. It's Thursday, Courtney sternly reminded herself. All you have to do is get through today and tomorrow. She put on an apologetic smile and said, I'm so sorry, Michelle. Let me get that warmed up for you. Michelle ignored Courtney's outstretched hand and instead dropped the coffee in the trash can beside Courtney's desk. Coffee splashed out of the opening in the lid and spattered the floor and the side of Courtney's desk. Don't bother. You know it's not the same heated up. Get me a new one and get it right this time. Somehow, Courtney managed to keep a smile on her face as she said, Sure thing. She gathered her purse, secretly happy that she was escaping from the office even if it meant Michelle was pissed at her, again. And Courtney? Courtney stopped, feeling caught like an escaping prisoner in the spotlight. She turned, careful to keep the smile on. Yes? As the executive assistant to the CEO, Michelle far outranked Courtney, and she constantly took advantage of this. In fact, Courtney was pretty sure it was Michelle's goal in life to make her three assistants' lives a living hell. Her favorite pastime was singling out lower-level employees and occasionally having her assistants leave one of those cardboard filing boxes on their desk to make them think that they were being fired. If the employee reacted like they'd been fired, Michelle would tell them it was just a joke and let them stay. If the employee reacted instead by laughing at the box like it was a joke, Michelle would usually fire them. Courtney braced herself for whatever was going to come out of her boss's mouth. Michelle pointed at the coffee mess around the trash can. Clean this up when you get back. We can't have the office looking like a pigsty because you can't clean up after yourself. As much as the crappy treatment irked Courtney, it honestly ranked pretty low compared to how many times she'd been outright screamed at just for doing her job. She avoided the other assistant's eyes and focused on keeping a high-wattage smile. Sure thing, Michelle. 
She knew the chipper tone irked Michelle, so she laid it on thick as she added, Text me if you think of anything else that you need while I'm out. She caught a few people staring as she left the office. When she got off the elevator, the people waiting outside to get on immediately stopped their rapid conversation at the sight of her. Weird. Then again, maybe she was just being paranoid. Once outside and free from watchful eyes, she pulled out her phone. She hadn't checked it since she'd gotten to the office this morning. Michelle had a no-phones-at-work policy. Of course, if Courtney was out running errands for Michelle, then it was, Why don't you answer your cell, Courtney? She could never win with Michelle. Panic slipped through her mind as she looked at her phone. Five missed calls, four voicemails, and 36 text messages. Had something happened? One of the voicemails was from her mom, so she listened to that one first. Courtney, hun, what's going on? My friends tell me you won some sort of pornography deal. Call me when you get the chance. What? Courtney said out loud. She'd forgotten all about entering the stupid pleasure temple contest, and for some reason it just didn't click with her mother's voicemail. Only when she listened to her best friend Claire's voicemail, skipping over two from Daniel, did she realize what had happened. Courtney, I swear, I didn't enter you into that contest. Did you enter yourself? Holy shit, I can't believe you won. This is so exciting. Daniel is going to shit a brick when he hears. Oh shit, was Courtney's first thought. Not excitement, not elation at having won something so huge. No, her thoughts were, oh shit, Daniel is going to be pissed. She went to one of his voicemails and noted he'd called at 8.05, five minutes after she'd started work. She hit play. Courtney, is this some kind of joke? Tell me you didn't enter that contest. I just, how could you do that? Call me back. We need to talk. He'd hung up, then called back an hour later and left another voicemail. This one was more frantic and full of anger. Why would you do that? How could you do this to me? Do you know what they're saying about me at work? Why are you calling me back? You can't go to that place. I am telling you right now. If you go, we are done. Through. Call me back. When the voicemail ended, Courtney had tears in her eyes. She felt panicky and guilty. Okay, yes, she'd entered the contest, but she honestly hadn't ever expected to win. How could he even think she'd ever actually go to a place like that? She stared at her phone for a second before replaying the message. This time around, Courtney realized he'd given her an ultimatum. She took a big gulp of air and tried not to cry right there in the street, her feelings at war with each other. Part of her still felt guilty for entering the contest, but a bigger part of her was indignant. Who was he to tell her what to do? And who cared about what his work friends thought about him? I mean, sure, it would definitely put a kink in their relationship if she went. After all, she wouldn't want him going and sleeping with other women, but... Her phone rang while she was staring at it, and in her startled response, she automatically hit the green answer button. It was the same number that she'd already had one missed call from, but no voicemail. Before she could end the call, a man's voice said, Hello? Courtney? Courtney Bliss? She pressed the phone to her ear and tried to keep her voice from wavering. Hi, yeah, this, this is Courtney. Oh good, Courtney, it's so good to speak with you. I wanted to be the first person to congratulate you on winning the Pleasure Temple contest. The man's voice was deep, warm, and self-assured. This was someone who was used to having people listen to him. But I'm guessing that I wasn't the first to inform you, huh? There was a note of humor in his tone that made Courtney feel like they were sharing a joke. Oh, uh, thanks. No, you are not the first. She wasn't sure what else to say, so she asked, Uh, who is this again? My apologies. I should have introduced myself. I'm Bo Ryans. I own Pleasure Temple. 
Courtney's mouth dropped open and her knees almost gave out. Was she seriously speaking to Bo Ryans? She covered her mouth with her hand and stared at the phone. Was this seriously happening? Courtney, are you still there? His voice came out tinny until she put the phone back to her ear. As if reading her mind, he added, I promise it's really me. Please don't hang up. I hate when people hang up. I then have to call them back and then it's just awkward and embarrassing all around. He was silent for a second. Courtney? Courtney quickly pulled her hand away from her mouth. I'm still here, she hastily reassured him. Um, are, are you sure it's me? I, I mean, she quickly clarified, are, are you sure that I really won the contest? Well, she could hear the gentle smile in his voice and picture him clear as day as he said in that charming Bo Ryan's way of his, your name is Courtney Eleanor Bliss, correct? Yes. Then congratulations. You've won $10,000 and an all-expense-paid trip for a three-month stay at Pleasure Temple. One of my assistants will be in touch with you shortly to set everything up. I hope to meet you in person soon, Courtney. Before he could hang up, Courtney said, Wait, I, uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I can go. I have a cat, you see, and... That's not a problem, Courtney. He smoothly interrupted before she could make any kind of mention of having a job or a boyfriend. Plenty of guests bring animals. You'll have your own luxurious room for you and your cat. You can even have the balcony fenced in so your little kitty, what's his name? Dot? So Dot can play outside. Trust me, Courtney, this trip is going to change your life. When she didn't respond, he said, I'll see you soon, and hung up, leaving Courtney to stare at her phone again. The reality of what was happening started to sink in as she scrolled through text messages. Most were from Daniel, urging her to call him back. A couple from Claire were filled with just exclamation marks, the words $10,000 and Vegas, baby. Some of the texts were from work colleagues. Shit, no wonder people were staring at me, she thought, and turned red with embarrassment. Oh man, what is Michelle going to think of this, she wondered, and hurried to the coffee shop like she was supposed to be doing instead of taking personal calls during her work errand. Not that it will make a difference since no matter how quick I am, Michelle will say I took too long anyways. Courtney ordered and waited for the coffee. She didn't bother to get one for herself since that would only add fuel to the flames of Michelle's wrath. Before she knew it, Courtney was speedwalking back to the office, carefully transporting a piping hot, triple venti, half-sweet, non-fat caramel macchiato. She'd asked for it to be hotter than normal, just so it would be a Michelle-approved temperature when she handed it to her boss. Her mind raced as she hurried back to work. What should I do about the contest? Should I go? Can I take the money and not go? Would I be giving up something amazing if I didn't go? What would someone like me even do in a place like that? I'd be so out of place. And of course, what do I do about Daniel? Her phone rang just before she opened the door to re-enter the building. She glanced down at the readout. It was Daniel. Crap. She weighed whether or not to answer and finally decided that not answering would only make Daniel angrier. She'd rather deal with an annoyed Michelle for the day than a pissed off Daniel forever. Stepping away from the door so as not to be overheard by other employees entering the building, she took a deep breath and hit the answer button. Before she could even say hello, Daniel was reaming her out. Finally, finally, she picks up her phone. What, you're too good to talk to me now? Chill, Daniel. I was at work. You know that Michelle doesn't let me check my phone while I'm there. I just went out to grab her another coffee, and I saw all your calls and texts. It was mostly true. Oh, sure. So you didn't know that you'd won until just now? Come off it, Courtney. You weren't answering because you didn't want to tell me. 
There was a beat of silence in which Courtney got the feeling that they had an audience of Daniel's co-workers listening to them. Then he pushed forward with, How could you enter that contest after I told you not to? Courtney's mouth dropped open, and she tried to stay coherent as she answered, First off, you didn't tell me not to do anything. In fact, you said, Go ahead and enter. So I did. Secondly, she said, annoyed that she was starting to cry in anger, You don't get to tell me what to do. You are my boyfriend, not my father. Oh, so what? Are you just going to go off to Pleasure Temple all by yourself? Then what? Because I'm telling you right now, Courtney, I won't be here when you get back. Understand? You know what, Daniel? I'm not coming back. And, she belatedly added, You're a real asshole. We're done. In triumph, she hit the end button and cut off whatever he'd been about to say. For about three seconds, she felt... free. Then reality set in. Had she really just broken up with her boyfriend and called him an asshole? Shit. If she and Daniel weren't dating, she'd have to move out. Like, today. Alright, I hope that you enjoyed that excerpt from Blissful Awakenings. The ebook will be available and out on August 5th for just $2.99 at every major ebook retailer, and the print book will also be available on August 5th as well. Alright, listeners, thanks for sticking around. I'll see you next time. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at gofindoutpodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.